From the sunny beaches of San Diego to the powdery slopes of Mammoth Mountain, this is the voice of California Youth Football, the Chain Crew Podcast, brought to you by the California Youth Football Alliance. Visit CAYFA.org to learn more. Now, here's the Chain Crew. Welcome to another Chain Crew Podcast. We are the voice of California Youth Football. This is Steve Famiano along with my partners in crime, Joe Rafter and the infamous one, Ron White. What's happening today, fellas? Glad to be here. Ron, I'll bet you are glad coming off that uh, Eagles-Cowboys game. We haven't even <laughs> you know, talked about that yet. Yeah, and, and that's a whole other show in itself, but we are going to queue that up, sirs, for at least this week. I'm feeling pretty good. As long we'll get to that offline. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good thing, because as long as we don't talk about the Chargers today, I, I will have a wonderful podcast. Okay, so let's let's not even go there. I might even be switching to the Eagles or the Cowboys here pretty quick. So, nice. We have we have room. We're taking a lot of uh, Eagles and Charger fans this week. We'll make room. Hey, well, actually, and, and not not only that, that's interesting. We're talking about NFL teams because uh, joining us on the Chain Crew podcast uh, today is a guy from I think it's the undefeated New England Patriots area, and that would be Paul Dotteris from the Massachusetts Youth Football Alliance. Paul, how are you today? I'm good. I, I think it was 33 nothing. I can't remember. <laughs> you know, I, I wish counting. we could play the Jets. I wish we could play the Jets and the Dolphins twice a year. <laughs> not, not Cowboy fans. Because <laughs> <laughs> we found a way to lose to those guys. What's that all about? Right. That's the saving grace. Right. Where all the Eagles fans are walking around saying, at least I didn't lose to the Jets. I know. You, you, beat the, you lose to the Jets and you beat the Eagles. I can't figure it out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we, just beat, we just beat our entire division into submission. They've given up. So. <laughs> True, <laughs> true, but the bar is not real high. Let's be honest. That, oh, that is true. That's true. That's great. Uh, well, Paul is uh, joining us today to uh, talk, of course, about saving youth football. And, and before we get into that, Paul, is is there room on that Patriot bandwagon for uh, any of us? There's room on either bandwagon. We'll take save youth football people, and we'll take Patriots people too. All right. All right. Good deal. So um, we're glad to have you here on the chain crew today, Paul, because uh, you guys are right in the middle of the heat of the save youth football movement right now. Of course, you know, us here, here in California, we beat our band bill last year. Um, and then, you know, we started the California youth football Alliance and uh, got the California youth football act passed this year, but you guys are a little bit behind us. Your bill was introduced, um, a little less than a year ago. And uh, just this week, you guys had your committee hearing to discuss this legislation. And if you could pretty much give everybody here an update on where you guys stand in Massachusetts with that current bill. So we had committee hearing. Um, There's no, um, so they sit in formal session until November 20th um, through this year. And then our session runs two consecutive years together. So next year is just a continuation of everything that happened this year. So next year they'll sit in formal session in anywhere between 50 and 60 days between the middle of January and the end of June. So that's not a lot of time to get much done. There is no, there's currently no executive session scheduled for the public health committee and they need an executive session to vote on any of the bills that have been introduced or heard. The general consensus here is if no executive session is scheduled between now and the 20th, it could not appear in an executive session, which means it's able to 2021. The general thought and 
speech by um, Rep. Schmid in the hearing was this is his first run at it. So he's still working some of the tools. Based on that, the consensus may be coming that if this was to fail through committee or fail on the floor, um, he's just going to reintroduce it in 2021. So the battle's live and we want to kill it completely the best we can. It's a journey. It's not a transaction, right? It's not a one-time event. This is this is a season. This is actually, you know, like building a franchise, the, the opposition to this bill in Massachusetts. When we were in your shoes, Paul, we went into this thing with uh, that kind of mindset. Right. This is a this is the first time we're going to have this. The you know, the, a battle is won, but a war is not over. kind of a thing. And uh, politicians will keep bringing these things back over and over and over until they frankly work the resistance down to just kind of, you know, I'm exhausted. I can't have this this conversation anymore or what have you. So um it sounds like you got a really good handle on kind of, you know, what, what you're watching out for. And, uh, you know, you got some good markers and milestones and decisions you can kind of use to trigger new events, new activities and, and, uh, reactions from the Massachusetts youth football lines. Yeah, I would agree. It's a, it's going to be a long process. And Joe, you and I have talked about it a bunch of times. Um, my secondary goal is to change the, image of youth football volunteers, whether that be coaches or team moms or, or administrators, um, because it, quite frankly, the, um, that's our lifeblood. Those are the people that recruit, you know, at the baseball park, the basketball court and lacrosse field. And if they're seen in, in the bad light and the, the stigma that carries youth, youth tackle football right now, um, it's hard for them to, to put that name out there and try to get more kids to sign up and, Teams that have lower enrollment, I mean, we've all been there, lower enrollment leads to more people being slightly disappointed. The higher we can get the enrollment by making our volunteers want to recruit more, the better off we're all going to be. So you, you just you just use the word that I, and I'm going to kind of jump on here because I, I, I'm dying to know. People outside of Massachusetts in the youth tackle football community are dying to know this term image. Our opposition the scientific scam artists coming out of Boston somewhere who shall from this here date, from this day forward, I, I refuse to use their name. These, these accusations of that, that, that are being made about you're a bad parent. If you allow your child to play tackle football under the age of 14, what's the reaction on the ground in Massachusetts around those those ridiculous and frankly offensive accusations. So I think we all know about the PSA started a little bit with that. Um, I don't like to go into details about that anymore either because it sort of draws attention to it. Um, But it started with that two weeks ago and the comment yesterday about the parents, um, it, it blew up. Uh, It, it ignited the community again we're we're getting more phone calls, emails, participation in the last 48 hours. And I would say 80% of that was dictated by the fact that they felt insulted by that comment. And we're getting people joining the, the movement, if you will, that didn't necessarily know about the bill. They'd heard about it in the spring. They weren't sure if it was still on the on the radar, 
maybe it was dead. I heard it was going to get killed. And now they, they're calling their reps, they're emailing the legislature and, you know, quite frankly, they're angry about the perception and the way we're being perceived now. And I, I, I take that as a good thing. Uh, but we need to direct that because the battle right now is to bury this bill in the legislators' minds, not in our opposition's minds, because we're not going to beat our opposition's uh, thought process. They're a marketing machine. So we need to get that across to our legislative, um, our local elected leaders, so they realize what's going on. I really appreciate you saying that because when I, when I first heard that I was taken back and I thought, wow, um, that's an interesting comment because let's be, let's be real honest here. The eyes of not just Massachusetts, but the whole country are watching what's going on at ground zero there. Um, and, and quite frankly, that sort of, uh, sweeping indictment publicly is insulting as a parent, as somebody who volunteers time. Um, and quite frankly, there is no need for that sort of thing. But I do think there's an opportunity here because I think it does expose who they are and what they're doing. My question for you directly is after the hearing itself, what is the mood there on the ground in your community after all said and done for that particular event? So, so it's interesting. The, if we dial back a little bit and go back to the rally, it was sort of like exciting. Everybody was reviewing videos and, and looking at everything. Immediately after the hearing, talking to a few of the families like in the room that showed up on our side. And it it was, it was, all right, well, we feel like we did our part. Let's see where the legislative process goes from here. Let's go back, back to the desk and, you know, write our, written testimony, which still has to be submitted. And let's combat the opposition's thoughts and thinking. All right, let's go back to plan before hearing. And let's contact legislators again and tell them that we're not in it for this marketing banter. We're in this to decide, or the legislators are, should be in this to decide, not to listen to marketing banter of your bad parents and you know we're going to compare this to nothing positive can come from you know uh, a comparison to smoking i mean the comparison to smoking was made in the room twice by the opposition this is so so, so this is the part that I think people get so offended offended by is here you have a lab with a doctor and some of our intelligence kind of challenges the integrity and quality of that doctor. Not my job to do that. Uh, I'm not saying that, but, but I've gotten that feedback that nobody has access to. Lots of suspicion, lots of accusations around the science. Sidebar, Dr. Peter Cummings, our medical advisory committee chair and chief advisor for the California Football Alliance was here for this week, speaking at the Conference of Neurological Surgeons of America. That is who the alliance sides with. That is who we listen to. So, so then now you got this, I could whip up a lab. You know, you got a, uh, you know, you got this lab in somewhere in Boston that no one can, can see. 
you got some sort of, you know, I don't know if Beaker's in there from the Muppets or not. I don't know what's going on in that lab. Nobody knows because he's allowed in. I know that brains go in, pretty much have CTE. When those brains go te- get tested elsewhere, they don't. And now you're going you're gonna to insult and attack the parents? Like, what kind of humans do this? What, what, what are we trying to do? What are they trying to do? I don't get it. And um, this... Paul, you, you know, you mentioned earlier some of the conversations that we've had, you know, the, 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 the brotherhood, Steve and Ron and I have talked about this a little bit, but the brotherhood, the brotherhood now we're extending across America. You want to talk about arms across America, hands across America, roll back to that in the 19, what was that? The eighties? Did, <laughs> did we do that? Dating yourself. Right? We, but, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Eighties were good. Eighties were good. Eighties were great. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, that's true. But this, 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 this fraternity, um, this is, is a national movement now on both coasts. And, uh, it's, it is a joy and a pleasure to be in a partnership with you, Paul, and, um, to support everything you guys are doing as, as I've said to you in the past, you know, this this is going to be a, you know, this is a big, this is a big one. This is a big fight. This is like, this is a heavyweight bout. And, uh, one last thing, and I'll throw it back over to you guys, but I love your point on focusing on the political process and votes. You don't need to win the media war. That doesn't matter. Media war actually doesn't matter, and that's the only war that are op- that these anti-football folks can fight. Joe, I can interrupt you for that on uh, just one second. You, you, you always bring me back to football when you compare these things, right? So first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and you know, build the drive. Sometimes they're going to score. Sometimes you're going to score and just keep your eye on the fact that the legislative process is the actual game. All the other stuff, the noise, just concentrate on what the football game is. And then if we go to what, what we're actually dealing with, we have one team on one side, which is the football, the football family. And we have a team on the other side that's trying to destroy it. What do we teach our boys every time? Hey, go shake their hand. Be respectful. After you knock them down, pick them up. I'd like to be like above that. I know that's like pie in the sky for everybody in each of our communities, but the legislators don't listen to all of that noise. So redirecting, taking any of any of your energy out for someone who's not going to change at all, and we want to end that game with us seven more points on the scoreboard than the other team. And quite frankly, I want as many points on the scoreboard as I can. If I can win the thing, you know, 136 to nothing, that's what I'm going for. You know, Paul, I I love the football analogy. Um, I love it almost as much as the Muppets Beaker reference. I didn't know I was going to hear that on this today. (laughs) Outstanding. Well, you know what? But here's what I, what, what, Steve? Here's the thing, Ron. Look, I'm gonna clean. I'm gonna yeah. stir this up. Really, <laughs> I'm gonna. I was gonna say this when Joe said that he brought up the Muppets on this. I actually think the Muppets would actually do better science, but I, I'll leave it at that. Well, and, and glad I said that because you 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 led right into my point. You know, we we talk about that kind of commentary outside of the Beaker reference when you absolutely lack scientific foundation, you make hyperbolic statements. <laughs> that are desperate. Those are desperate comments coming from desperate folks who lack scientific foundation. I'm not surprised at all. And Paul, I love the football analogy because right now we're at ground zero. And I'll tell you what, 
We're going to take the ball. You're going to take the ball and we're going to go down and we're going to score. I, I think it's a perfect reference. And I, I won't steal that from after he gave that to me almost at, you know, day one. Well, I'm going to steal the beaker comment uh, just for transparency's sake. <laughs> so, you know. so, so just, just, just real quick. I mean, this, our sport that we love so much teaches us exactly how to deal with situations like this. We teach the kids sports. The football teaches life lessons and everyone goes, ah, what's so big about football? It's not, you know, basketball, baseball, every sport's great. And every kid's got to connect to a you know, sport and some kids connect to different sports. We're not here talking about other sports. We're here talking about football because football is under attack. And the sport is a, is a beautiful, perfect sport to teach us as coaches, as young men, as old men, you know, what do we need to do, you know, get a better defense or go take the ball from them or, you know, find a way, you know, to borrow a phrase from our board member, Merrill Hodge, you know, find a way to design. You know, the battle continues, the late nights and all the effort from our volunteers who are taking time away from practices and, and the kids on the field where our focus should be, um, you know, is appreciated from me to our community. And I'm sure it is from you guys to your community. The interesting thing is I've noticed just in the Save You Football Massachusetts Facebook group, there's a a lot of new members coming in the Facebook group. And um, I know here in California, we used our Facebook group to communicate with everybody, kind of get the word out on what's kind of going on with that battle. For those in the Massachusetts youth football community or even those that just support youth football in Massachusetts, what would you say to those new people that are actually maybe listening to this podcast? What, what info would you pass along to them on exactly what needs to be done here in the next you know, month or two and, and, and until this thing gets voted on? What advice do you have for those guys? So specifically in Massachusetts, it, it will be you need to contact your local representation. You can look it up on um, our website, massyfa.com. We have a legislature page, which covers all the key players. We have a shared Excel file that's uh, public, which will tell you the stance of every legislature, every legislator um, in Massachusetts, where they stand, when we last heard from them um, on the bill. It gives you their information, whether it's their Twitter handle or Facebook, their email address, their phone number. Um, you need to contact them. Even if they're already against the bill, contact them anyway. Put your, put your name in for the record in opposition. Because if you live in their community and you're in opposition, you're a number that counts for them when it comes to voting time. Contact the Public Health Committee. Now that it sits in committee, they can hear from anyone in the state so they can't they're not just beholden to their local communities anymore they'll listen to anyone in the state because the bill is in committee so contact your local representation then contact your committee member your local elected leaders you should be contacting your senator and your representative and you should be telling them that you oppose the bill and you would appreciate them opposing the bill and if they do they should voice their opposition to the public health committee themselves because all the legislature can actually submit their own testimony in opposition that sometimes those letters can be a simple one line. I oppose H two zero zero seven, and that's it. That's all they have to do. 
to the public health committee. It gives them an idea of what it's going to be like on the floor. The more people we can get to submit those, the less chance of it even has them getting out of committee, which means the less strength it has the next time it comes back in 2021, if it does. Just kind of sticking a bow around this, Paul. I think the, I think your focus on the legislative process is spot on. One of the other things I, uh, I want to, I want you to share here is how do people get in touch with you and the Alliance in Massachusetts? What's the best way? So I got to write a letter. I got to make a phone call. That's great. I can do that. Can you, can you, can you guide me a little bit? And if I have questions, how do I get a hold of you, Paul, and your, your, you know, your, the, the team that you built in the Massachusetts Youth Football Alliance? Obviously the, the Facebook page is open. Um, our secretary, Melissa Bowen, does a great job of collecting all the emails um, and responses from um, local leaders and keeping track of their keeping track of their stuff. She does that almost exclusively on Facebook and dishes out her personal email like it's candy. Um, she does a great job with that. Going to our website, you can sign up for the newsletter. It's probably the best way to know what the timing of everything is. So again, the website's massyfa.com. And then you just go to the contact page. You can sign up for the newsletter. On the contact page, same thing. You can send an email there and contact us directly uh, through that. Um, We monitor the Facebook page pretty regularly. So if you have a question about the legislative process, there's generally someone there to answer, whether it be me or Joel or Melissa or Mike. you know, one of the four of us is generally on there almost 24 seven at this point. Appreciate that. Appreciate everything that you're doing, Paul, and uh, look forward to uh, walking, you know, continuing to walk arm in arm uh, with you across this country in support of youth tackle football. Agreed, Joe. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And, and, and just, just know this, that uh, whether you're on the East coast, West coast, the eyes of the nation are looking at what's going on there and you have our support from start to finish. So keep up the good work and uh, keep those folks motivated back there because we're all counting on you. Yeah. That's the big, biggest thing is staying motivated and, you know, eyes on the eyes on the prize, so to speak. Right. Definitely. And I, I could tell you this, Paul, and uh, for those from Massachusetts that are uh, listening to this chain crew podcast, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, um, when we did our fight here in California, um, I, I was one of the ones out there. And I mean, I, look, I was attacking our legislators. Uh, we, I just, I did. And you know what? Um, they deserved it here. That's the way I look at it. Um, you know, every, every one of us have a different fight and how we handle things in our, in our different States. Um, and I, I can just tell you this, Paul, I mean, just from what I'm seeing in the Facebook group, save youth football, Massachusetts. Um, I see a lot of fired up people there, um, in your state and, um, it's exciting to watch. It's exciting to see all the football moms and a lot of the dads, you know, posting pictures and, and, and just being really, really motivated um, about fighting for youth football. And there are some very, very smart people there involved in youth football, just as there is here in California and across the country. I'm excited for you guys. I, I think you guys are definitely on the right track, not to exclude anybody, but I, I just want to say this. I mean, it's definitely the era of the alliances right now. And with, with, with our groups, the California Youth Football Alliance and the Massachusetts Youth Football Alliance, we're building something special. 
I really thank you, Paul, and everybody there in Massachusetts for the work you guys are doing. You guys are on the front lines right now. And this, this is going to drive the anti-football people crazy when I say this because it's a war analogy, but you guys are in the trenches because it is a war, right? I mean, you guys are in the trenches and you guys are on the front lines right now doing your best to uh, save the sport. I think that we all treasure. Do you have any final thoughts, Paul? I, I, I think I'll echo that. I think the grassroots movement of this is the most important. Uh, it's, it's the, it's the part that the elected officials in any state are going to listen to. So I, I'd even go as far to say if, you know, you're in a state that, that this hasn't come up with, uh, come up in yet, um, you know, you should be breaking down some of those walls between conferences and programs and coaches and, and start building your community because uh, if, if you, if you're foolish enough to think it's not coming to your state at some point, you're probably wrong uh, because we're, you know, just at the tip of the iceberg for the people who want to kill footballs. You know, this is the start of their game. It's a long-term process and you should be prepared. No, we weren't. No, that, you know? it, that's okay though. You know what? Some, sometimes we're not prepared and then uh, it forces us to be prepared. And uh, I think uh, you guys are doing a great job and uh, we're proud uh, to be uh, supporting you guys all the way from here in California. We, we got everybody's back there in Massachusetts and uh, we, we know you guys are going to pull through this. Appreciate your time. Paul Dodderis, president of the Massachusetts Youth Football Alliance on the Chain Crew Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, Paul. We really appreciate it and good luck with your fight uh, to save youth football in Massachusetts. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another Chain Crew podcast powered by the California Youth Football Alliance. Make sure to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Plus, stay in touch on their website, cayfa.org.